Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today and tomorrow, we are going to be taking a look at what scripture says about the purpose of suffering and, or I should say the purposes of suffering because there are many and we've talked sort of hypothetically and and philosophically at least about that there are at least possible purposes to the suffering that you and I face and, and that's just in this earthly life. But I want us to now sort of turn our attention to even the bigger picture that as Christians, we should be thinking uh, from, we should be thinking not just from an earthly perspective, but we should be thinking about things as uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes says, with an above the sun perspective. In other words, an eternal, a heavenly perspective on things. And so today I want to start the process of just reviewing a couple of these reasons, and then tomorrow we're going to look at the rest of them and sort of wrap up this question of what good is the suffering that you and I face and endure over the course of our earthly lives. So the first purpose that we see here, and these are sort of in no particular order, but I am the son of a preacher, so they're alliterated, is that suffering purges. And... We see examples of this in passages like 1 John 2.15, which says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. In Romans 12.2, we read, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is what is good and acceptable and perfect. And finally, in 1 Peter 2.11, Peter writes, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. So one of the principles that we see in Scripture is that God allows testing into our lives. And God has a purpose for believers that over the course of our lives, we will come to love the world and be attached to our fleshly desires and the values of the world less and less, and that we will become increasingly attached to and attracted to the things of the Spirit, the things of God. And so one of the ways that God allows us to sort of reorient our lives is through suffering, through testing, and that by experiencing the the fact that this world is not ultimately our home, that this world is not the best thing that there is, that there is a new world that awaits us with new bodies that are fit to last forever, that we will become increasingly detached from the things of this world because this world is dying and this world will eventually go away. And so that's one of the things that suffering can do in our life. It can purge these sinful or fleshly desires and attachments that we have. And and so that's why part of why God allows it. Another purpose for suffering is that it purifies. 
we read in 1 Peter 1, 6-7, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And in Titus 2.14, we also read this, who gave himself for us, speaking of Jesus, to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. So if the last thing that suffering does, the, the purging, is to sort of remove from us these fleshly, worldly desires and, and pursuits and passions, the other thing that suffering can do is it can replace those fleshly and worldly desires with heavenly desires, with godly desires, that through the course of the testing of our faith and the suffering that we endure, the intention or part of the intention that God has for us is that it will increase our dependence on God. It will increase our faith and our trust in God. It will instill in us virtues like patience, uh, virtues like humility and meekness and the ability to, to just wait on God and to get busy about doing the work of God even when things are hard. And, and, and so it can purify our own hearts, our own lives and minds, and it can prepare us for the life to come. Another thing that suffering does is that it produces in Romans 5, 3, and 4, we read that not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Now, in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, James writes, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So what we see here is, according to Paul and according to James, suffering actually can produce fruit in our lives. It can actually enhance our character. It can produce real positive benefits in not just our relationship with with Christ and our relationship with our fellow brothers and sisters, but it can actually refine our own character and it can make us more Christ-like. And so just for today, these are three examples of the purposes that according to scripture, suffering has in each of our lives. And tomorrow we're going to look at some more purposes for suffering as we wrap up this question. 